0: Drunk off the Holy Spirit.
1: Drunk. Oh,
0: (laughs) man. (laughs) Which, uh,
1: it's a real thing.
2: Hello, everyone. We are here with our podcast, and we're actually starting this podcast. This is going to be episode one of The Pastor's Hangover.
3: Yes. Yes.
2: That's right. That is the name of it. So I am here with Ralph and Daryl. And Pastor Hal. So, Pastor yes. Hal, why don't you dive in and tell us where did the pastor's yeah. hangover come
0: from? So, it doesn't have anything to do with like binge drinking after Sunday when everybody tells you that <laughs> your message was awful. It's not. Uh, it's, no. not it's not. It's not. Is that the way you've been dealing I'm with not it? <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, here, here's what it is. Actually, a lot of people don't realize this, but uh, speaking, uh, the adrenaline rush that you get actually gets you, um, your body feels in the same way like if you almost died. Uh, so it's a, it's a severe adrenaline rush. And so they actually Mm -hmm. say any message that you give in front of a lot of people, it's, it has the same effect on your body as like an eight hour work day. Plus you add an hour for every time you get people to laugh or like that, just adrenaline. Mm -hmm. And so what tends to happen is especially after you teach four times on a weekend yeah. uh, Monday morning you, um, you, you're you tired like you're dead it's your body responding to the fact that it th- thought it just saved your life and so you're tired and at the same time you're going man why did I say that
3: <laughs> I, w- uh.
0: I, I wish I would have said something different or yeah. you're sitting there going man there's so much more I wanted to say because yeah. in every message you start off with this much notes and you have to bring it down to this much and you're always questioning like did I cut out the right things did I not cut out the right things so really what we're hoping to do is really, we call it the pastor's hangover, but it's really going back and going, okay, what are the things we feel like we could have talked more about? What are some things that we need to maybe explain a little bit more Mm -hmm. or maybe even apologize for? I mean, I don't know. um, (laughs) After this weekend, some people were probably thinking I needed to apologize to my wife, but uh, (laughs) that is not the case. I liked the the shirt, for the record. Uh, She's I, I told everybody, I'm like, look, she got so many text messages of like people standing going, no, that it's awesome. You're amazing. <laughs> all that. So that's
3: great. Well, hell, for awesome. the record,
4: I, I looked into my closet and I grabbed this shirt.
0: They, there you go. Because of your message. Well, thank was, you.
2: All right. We love stripes. You know, I mean, I can, you know, we love stripes. stripes <laughs> <baby. That's>
1: it's <laughs> the horizontal, though. That's the, no. this, this is why we need your, your comments and your feedback, because we want to know what didn't we cover? And what yep. do you want to know more right. about? Yes. So ask right. your questions, exactly. send in your questions, send in your comments, because this is the opportunity for us to really in a non-format kind of way to go and right. hey, let's really talk about some things right. and yeah. dig yeah. yeah. right. deep. And I
2: love that we don't have the time constraints of Sunday morning. Yeah. So right. if you haven't seen Pastor Hal's message, go find it on YouTube or where you stream. It right. is real grit equals real power. It was an incredible message mm-hmm. on grit as we're in the series. So how mm-hmm. do you want to just touch on a little bit of, of the highlights of the message as we dive in?
0: Yeah. And I just want to kind of say off the bat, I know it, it's kind of an interesting dynamic when you come in and we don't do this often, but like once a year, we'll once or twice a year, we'll go, Hey, we're, we want to speak to the men. Um, and really what's interesting is i never have any women that are unhappy about that. <laughs> They're like, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> but it, it's, it's just one of those things where we got to go, well, the reason we speak to men is because, you know, we are supposed to be leading and, you know, God puts that on our shoulders. And so there's a lot more to us because, I mean, the statistics show that when a man is uh, going to church, his family follows him. Right. And so yep. it's a, it's a big deal. We're not taking anything away from the mom. Um, in fact, we probably just don't have a lot of statistics on moms not being around. It's probably pretty devastating, but we just don't have a lot of it, right. but we do know what happens when dads aren't doing that. And so that's what we did. I mean, I went at, uh, guys this weekend for grit. Cause what does it mean to have godly grit? Because in, in today's world, everything around you basically says like, Hey, if you're not getting what you want, just stop, just mm-hmm. kind of yeah. give up. Like you don't, mm-hmm. you don't need to go for it. And it's really easy to lose sight of what you actually want. And so we, we kind of talked through that. We talked about Daniel and Daniel, um, Daniel had a pretty, pretty crappy life at the beginning. Like you could, <laughs> yeah. if I, I can't imagine being in that scenario, like taken from his household. Um, he was a slave, lost all of his family. Uh, it, it's funny. We have, we have a pastor on staff that doesn't like me to, to talk about this, but most people believe he was castrated. Um, yeah. Yeah. so because, and so he wasn't able to have kids on top of that. His name was changed from, I believe it's, Daniel means only God can judge to, um, Basically, Satan's prince. Right. Uh, his boss tried to kill him on multiple occasions, or his friends, uh, and and so it's like one of those situations. Like, but how did he continue to follow after God in that? Right. Because right. you know we're we're not going to go through the same thing as Daniel, but in our moments, we can get pretty down on where we're at. Right. And so we talked about the four attru- attributes of grit. We talked about contentment, like truly being going. You know what? I, it may not be my number one choice. But God has me for, here for a purpose. Right. What does that look like? And we'll go into that a little bit more. Uh, we talked about conviction. Mm-hmm. You know, what does it mean to truly stand up for what you believe? What does it mean mm-hmm. to draw the lines? I think as men, uh, we're, we're like, oh, I need to have freedom. I need to have freedom. It's like, no, no, no. When we draw the lines and we create the boundaries, that's when we have true freedom. Right. Because whether we like it or not, um, if I go too close to the line too often, I'm going to do something stupid you just are. because mm-hmm. that's who I am and encourage the ability to just uh, tell the truth and do the right thing, no matter the circumstance. Mm-hmm. And really the one that I got really the most comments on was really the consistency because that's what we all need. It's what we all struggle with is mm-hmm. the consistency of doing what's right. Mm-hmm. Cause we all do. I mean, I laugh about it all the time. Like I'm really good on a diet for like a month.
2: <laughs> like, I'm really good on a workout mm-hmm. plan
0: for like a month in the same way We can be really good and we can many times what we do is we just try to power through it and do the right thing on our own. And I think the biggest thing we end up missing, which is what the whole message was about is you need the Holy spirit. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Right. If you don't have it, it's not going to work. That's right. You're not going to be able to keep going. So, yeah.
2: Yeah. That's great. Any initial thoughts that you guys had on the message or, you know, big takeaways. I know we were talking about pastor off taking notes. What were your guys' big takeaways? Well, yeah, you
4: know, for me, it, it, i mean all four of them spoke to me so you, you know you just made the statement about men are called to be leaders yeah for a lot of men that is scary that's mm-hmm. like whoa wait a minute you mean all of this is on my shoulders what do i do and so i think your message this weekend was like hey guys listen don't over complicate it mm-hmm. here are four c's yeah right and so that's what really spoke to me is like these are four c's that i, I can give any man and say hey look How's this showing up in your life? You know, are you consistent? Are you content? Are you, you know, applying courage to your marriage, to your, you know, raising your children, you know, the challenges that you have. Yeah. I thought it was a great format. I thought it was simple and to the point for any man to grab hold to and say, how do I lead well? Yeah. Right. And so you, as a man, I can evaluate myself based on those four C's. So I thought that was great because what we're dealing with, how, in in this generation and you guys know my story about being fatherless is, is like, you just have a lot of questions about like, how does this work? Because you have not had it modeled for you. Right. And sure. Daniel's not, he didn't have any kids. He wasn't married, but he was a man that had real godly grit. And that's what we're looking for. Right. And so it was a great example something that you can apply to your life Mm -hmm. and, um, and really evaluate
1: where you are
4: and where you need to press forward, you know, as a man.
1: Yeah, I think the challenge, one of the challenges right now is uh, cultural leadership and biblical leadership because Mm -hmm. culture has redefined what leadership looks like, especially in the last 20, 30 years, especially for men. Mm -hmm. What does it look like? And, and, uh, you know, one of the points you made to have courage and conviction is that this is what the Bible is telling me to do, telling me to be as a man in leadership. And I can't back down from that because socially it looks. whatever toxic I like masculinity toxic, toxic masculinity I, I got into a whole thing about you know there's no such thing as toxic toxic masculinity it's just toxic people mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. toxic people do toxic thing it doesn't matter if they're a man mm-hmm. or woman right it's it's bad and so but we've we've called anything that someone doesn't like that's toxic masculinity, <laughs> and it's like, well, I don't, I don't want you to lead me. I, there's a, there's a, someone does a, a video meme, and the girl is saying to the wife is saying to her husband, she says, I want you to lead me, but only when I want to be led. And only the way that I want you to lead
0: me. Yes, <laughs> it's actually from the office. Yeah, yeah, it's, it's, yeah. Ryan, it's Ryan. Yeah. Yes. He goes, "I want you to lead me, but but only when I want to be led in the way I want to be led, yeah. and don't really challenge me." Right. But yeah, Thanks. so it's, it's <laughs> that
2: like, is wisdom from the office, right there. Right.
1: So and and but the wisdom from the office has crept into. Oh my gosh society mm-hmm. into where now men don't even know how to lead right. aside from them. Some of them being fatherless, even those who've had fathers who weren't really leaders. Right. And so uh, they don't know how to lead. And mm-hmm. so they're not giving good examples and good models of, right. How do I do this? And so this weekend's message was a good example to go, okay, let's take these four simple steps. If you don't know where to start, Mm -hmm. let's start with here. But let's not forget the most important element of this. you got to have the Holy Spirit. It's it's the only thing that's going to empower you to stay consistent because Mm -hmm. we can't do it on our own. When you talk Mm -hmm. about Philippians 4 and 13, how we've used it incredibly wrong for yes. years we we've used it as our strength scripture saying oh i can do I anything can do yep. which really it means i can endure anything mm-hmm. nice. it is it is the statement of contentment mm-hmm. paul starts that by saying uh i've i've had plenty and i've had none right nice. yeah. i've, I've I know what it's like, but no matter what, right? I can do all things. I mean, I can go through all things right. because I have the Holy Spirit, right. because I know I, God is on my side. Right. Mm-hmm. Not like, oh, I can lift up a car. Like people, like, come on, that's not what it means. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And we know that with the strength of God, we can do a lot of things. Right. Mm-hmm. But God is really saying, it doesn't matter what situation you're in. Right. I'm with you, right. and mm-hmm. you can do it with me. Right. You know? And so uh, I think, prospectively, we've got to... Uh, change our focus right. to go okay what does it mean to be a leader what does the bible say mm-hmm. and we've got some great examples mm-hmm. from like daniel to go in the midst of a situation where he's ha- had everything stripped from it right. his, yeah. his identity is taken from him right his future as far as legacy mm-hmm. is taken from him so he can't right. have children but mm-hmm. he's still in the middle of this he's saying nope i'm gonna be who god told me to be right. yep. no matter what the cost there you go mm-hmm. and i think that's what it means mm-hmm to be a man and be a leader, to go, I'm gonna do what God wants me to do, no matter what the cost. But
4: yeah. you know the mm. beauty of that, Daryl, is when you say, yeah, he did not have an earthly legacy, mm-hmm. but he had a spiritual legacy. Yeah, and absolutely. as men, many times, that's what we're looking, we're like, how do I do this earthly legacy thing? How do I leave yeah. a lot of money for my kids? How do I, my children's children, how do I make sure that they're blessed? And how do I build this business that I can pass on? But what Daniel said is this, is like, man, I'm called to live for God. Mm-hmm. Like we're sitting here talking about Daniel guys yeah. Yeah. and, and how that is the standard for godly grit. Mm-hmm. And when I think about our church living by this vision of helping families follow Jesus, guys, we can't do that without men.
3: Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah.
4: Like if we're going to help families follow Jesus. We get the men, we get the whole deal. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so, I mean, with the statistic that you shared, uh, how about men leading their families, I mean, yeah. I, it's, it's like in a 90% it It's yeah. Women. It's ridiculously yeah. crazy. If you get them in 90-something percent of the time, the families come with the them. The family yeah. comes wow. with them. And so if if men can just kind of grab hold to this, mm-hmm. and the other thing that I see a lot of and, and get an opportunity to pray with men and their their wives and such, like, man, my wife will never get over this deal, this one thing that I did. She keeps bringing it up in whatever case mm-hmm. it would be. You know, one of your seeds is consistency.
3: Mm-hmm.
4: You know, when you're consistent, you rebuild trust. Consistency rebuilds trust, man. If yeah. you got that broken relationship mm. where you've probably done some things that you're not proud of, if you show up and you're consistent, your wife and your children get to realize like, oh yeah, man, that my dad wouldn't do that. Like that's mm-hmm. that dude does the same exact yeah. thing over and over. Yeah. And even in the world, we see people who have habits. You know, I, I had a couple of friends who are I'm accountable to, and they're very wealthy. And I can tell you where they are most days of the week because they do the same exact thing over and over, Mm -hmm. you know, just like these habits that they've built their life around. And it's pretty simple. They're not looking to do anything different because they know that these habits, these tasks, these actions
0: have a return on investment
4: over a period of time.
0: Yeah, Mm -hmm. I think that's a hard thing because forgiveness can come right away. But trust takes time. Yes. Oh, yeah. Because I was just having a conversation with uh, with a couple where one of them was uh did you know did the wrong thing and um I said hey I, I need you to understand this. Um it's gonna take a long time for that trust to rebuild. Yeah, yeah. I said you're gonna think you're good. Mm-hmm. You're gonna go, well I've been forgiven. Right. I'm in right. a better place. And, and and what real what's crazy is well a lot of times that person ends up being in a much better place because it's finally off their shoulders. Yeah. It's <laughs> like the the secret is out, everything's done <laughs> they feel they feel it coming back. Yeah. But they're like, why hasn't this come back yet? Right. It's like, mm-hmm. well because that's the way you're feeling in that moment. Right. And I've had to say look I, I don't want this to sound the wrong way, but you're in your best place right now. They just found out they're in their yeah. worst place. Oh, wow. yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's so good. And yeah. so they just yeah. found that out. Wow. And so it's like you got to you got to be able to give them time beyond the time that you think you need, and then yeah. you got to bring people in. Right. Like, and that's the biggest thing I think we don't do in marriage and life and all this stuff is we don't have anybody else that we're talking to. Right. And yeah. so the lies become bigger and stronger and more. Right. And I always tell people this. I'm like, why is it that when we're married and we have trouble, we we block off everybody else? as if the two people that are the problem yeah. <laughs> would do better if it's just them two talking. Right. <laughs> Bro. Like, I need other people. I I said, I'm like, I am so happy my wife has other women in her life that will speak truth into her life. Right. I'm like, in the same way, she needs that in my life. Like, I need somebody to go, no, you're, you're an idiot. And yeah. she needs somebody to go, nope, that was not right. You <laughs> right. should not do that. Right. And then... But we, we need those things. But it, sometimes it just takes the, you know, it's that, it's that check of, no, 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 that's not the way it is. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's kind of funny you kind of talk about Philippians 4.13. I, I said it. I'm like, I'm going to wreck some of your days. And some people's days were, they were like, oh, my. Yeah. I can't believe that's It's funny. The only other time I remember people being so, like, surprised by it is when I told everybody that um, the wise men were not at Jesus' birth. They're Like, what? Yeah. Yeah. I'm like, yeah, it's like two years yes, later, guys. Right. When I did that message <laughs> yeah. too, people were like, like, what do you mean he wasn't out. there? I was like, Jesus
1: was like two, three years long. Guys, just because <laughs>
0: the, the nativity at Walmart has what? them there does not mean that he was actually there. Right. But the movie. Like, but, the but the movie, movie, said, the movie, movie yeah. said it was and small. then listen,
1: do you see how we've built our theology? Right. We've built our Hollywood. Yes. We've built, we built our theology around movies and storybooks. Right. And listen, it, it is a it is a testament that we've got to get back to scripture. We've yes. got to get back to yes. like what does the word actually say? We yeah. can't lead yes. our lives or lead our families if we're not reading what the Bible says. Right. And then we have to look that look at that through the lens of what the Holy Spirit is sharing with us at right. the time. Like yes. what, what is happening? What's for you? What's not for you? Right, Like there, we were talking earlier, there are some scriptures in the Bible, while it can teach you and it can correct you, it's not for you, right? It wasn't yeah. it was written for observation. It was written as a teaching moment mm-hmm. so that, you know, that these things are possible. But what it wasn't written to you right. for your life. And mm-hmm. so I think uh, often and I don't know how far we've gone off the trail here, but sometimes <laughs> we look at the Bible and we think that the Bible is a story about us. And no. the Bible is a story about God. Right. Right. This is right. this is how God deals with man. Right. And so it. This you mean I'm not David going against Goliath? No. Actually? No. You're not oh, David. Man. Dang it. You I'm haven't go- killed <laughs> in, the lion, the <laughs> lion and the bear. No. Oh, I felt like it. <laughs>
2: <laughs> like
1: if you got kids, if the like testosterone
2: could- in this room was any higher right now, you would have oh, killed man, the, man. the lion and the bear and Goliath. Yes, right.
0: <laughs> but but I do I think I think confusion is one of the biggest things because men. When we don't when we don't understand what we're supposed to do, we do one of two things. We either stop or we just rebel against the entire thing. Right.
1: Mm-hmm. Well like, I would say there was a third one. We make it up. Right. Well, that's yeah. the, that's the rebellion <laughs> yeah. too.
0: Yeah. And then we tell everybody, "No, this is the way you should live your life." And then yeah. when they don't mm-hmm. believe us, they, we just think they're dumb. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And it, it, it is. And you do, you have both sides. I've seen a lot of men just stop, and then their their wives are going, "Well, he doesn't lead. He doesn't lead." And I've also asked, "Well, do you give him the opportunity?" Right. Too. Mm-hmm. But yeah. it, and and that's a multifaceted discussion right Ooh. there. I mean, can yeah. you that'll just, be yeah, the we, next we, podcast. We, yeah, guys. but lean into that though, yeah. how, so, yeah. so he, doesn't marriage. Lead,
4: he doesn't what can we say that leadership within? I mean, you know, you're married to a Tracy. I'm married to. A, I'm married to a Tracy. Mm-hmm. You're married to Chrissy. Mm-hmm. Leadership within our homes probably looks a little different based on mm-hmm. who we're married to. Yeah. Strengths, weaknesses, mm-hmm. how how those come together. Yeah. Uh, a lot of men feel like a lot of men. A lot of people feel like leadership is, oh, I'm the one in charge and everything runs through me and what I say goes. Mm-hmm. That's not leadership. You know, leadership is servant leadership. Mm-hmm. Leadership is looking at the gifts and talents and capabilities of everybody around you. and say, how do we work together as a team? Mm-hmm. You yeah. know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. hey, I, I know that I know I have the final decision on this thing. But what do you think? Yeah. Yeah. Because I'm not sure. I, I'm not. Yeah. That's not my strong point. No. Like numbers. Not my strong point. Baby, help me with that one. You know what I'm saying? And yeah. So I, I think for a lot of men, if they, because, again, grit, manhood, rah, 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 testosterone mm-hmm. in the room. We feel like we have to have all the answers. We feel like yeah. we have to have. It's like, no, man. Sometimes it's just sitting down saying, I don't know, but I'm willing to. Find. I got the courage mm-hmm. yeah, to say I don't know. Mm-hmm. And I have the courage to say, can someone help me? Yeah. And I'm content with who I am. Like who right. got like yeah. I love Pastor Craig says this. I know who I am and I know who I'm not.
3: Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And and he's like, yeah. An incredible example of that. Yeah. Like, mm-hmm. it'd be, this is an yes. okay time to brag on him, but. I mean, how many other pastors, you know, of 13, 12, 11, 13,000 people churches just after the message, go out in the pavers and just talk to people. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, and it's just, yeah. and, and one of the things, and look, I, I'm not, I am not down on pastors who go on the tours and all that kind of stuff, mm-hmm. but there is something special about a pastor that goes, I'm, I'm called to my church. Right. Yeah. yeah. And that's, right. What gonna, shepherd what I, that's what I'm going to, my people. that's what I'm going to do. I'm going to shepherd yeah. it. and And we see that there, but I think it's the same thing exactly in family. It's like, are you trying to be top down or are you trying to help your family succeed? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Cause man, I think
3: mm.
0: I'm going to be the best I can be is if my wife is using her gifts and talents to her full ability. Yes. My kids figure out what their purpose is, yeah. all of those things, which only comes through conversation. I mean, look at Jesus. Mm-hmm. He could have easily just called... I mean, there were times where he called out disciples. I mean, he, d- he did say, get behind me, Satan, to Peter, which is probably <laughs> yeah. a pretty low point <laughs> pretty, in Peter's yeah. life. Yeah. Yeah. But oh, for like, the most on, part, Jesus. I mean, you see the disciples saying dumb Talk state about stuff emotional all the time. <laughs> and he just kind of leads with them through it. Like, he walks with them through yeah. it. and But that takes time and understanding it's going to... I mean, that goes back to the grit. Like... But but I've started leading you right this last week. Why isn't things fixed? Mm -hmm. (laughs) Yes, leadership is. is, Yeah, it's
1: consistent. Leadership is this. um, You said a word that sparked something. But leadership is a collaboration. It it is a a collaboration of submission. Mm. It is. It Mm. is. It is knowing. It is learning. It is submitting to each other. Uh, It's understanding. It's. It's growing. It's empathizing. Mm -hmm. It's. It's. And the, the more. I sit and talk with my wife. The more we have conversations, I can lead better. Yes. Yes. It's, it's not about me. Right. It's about us and what we're trying to achieve. Yes. It yeah. is the goal, and it's simply me saying, "Okay, we're going to go this direction. Yeah. Uh, we're going to try this, and God gives me the grace to be wrong, mm-hmm. and and you wrong too because I used your opinion. Mm-hmm. I used. Your... <laughs> mm-hmm. So we wrong together. Yeah. Yep. Like that's. <laughs> <laughs> it happens, uh, that, and that's what it is. I've never a, used that one on me yet. Like, so I'm we're, waiting we're, for that. Give a
2: chance.
1: Give it time. <laughs> give it time. <laughs> give it time. It's like we, we're working on this. He didn't know thing. he could. Yeah, yeah, yeah. exactly. Thank now you. after he watches, you. did this. you hear that, honey? Yeah. <laughs> now, now after watching this, but we work together for the best possible option. My right. my wife is my purpose partner, mm. but if we don't know what the purpose is, that's where we struggle. Yeah, that's where couples or anyone who who's leading in when that's where you're at odds because i have no idea where we're going this Mm -hmm. is why habakkuk it says write the vision and make make it it plain plain." Mm -hmm. there's always going to be a level of things that don't have clarity i Mm -hmm. I even talk to when i'm talking to leaders i say hey i don't need clarity just give me vision right Mm -hmm. help me understand what the vision Mm -hmm. is Mm -hmm. we'll figure out all the other stuff as we move along. Right. Mm-hmm. But, and I think in, in relationships, if you're going to move forward, Hey, what's the vision? Mm-hmm. And often in relationship in marriages, yeah. the goal is just getting married. <laughs>
4: mm-hmm.
1: But then what's the vision after that? Yeah. Right. It's like, what, what are we trying to accomplish together? Why did God put us together? Why are we together? Cause we like each other. Okay. Well, that's going to get old in a couple of years when you don't like, each we other. we don't like right. each other when, or right. something goes, something mm-hmm. have you like, I don't like you right now. Right. With, well, mm-hmm. and then that, it, it, it becomes easy for people to walk away or get divorced right. because you've lost sight of the vision. Yeah. Right. Keep the vision in front of you. Make that plain. Right. And yeah. then it's easy for me to go, okay, I know what the vision is. Let me s- spend time yeah. and talk with him mm-hmm.
0: to find out what he's so good, good at, yeah. so what she's good, good at, now. and all that kind of that stuff. That is so awesome. Good. One so thing good. I just want to add to that because we're, we're getting ready to do a whole bunch of small group curriculum. One of the things that Chrissy and I are going to be talking about is habits of the household. Mm-hmm. And you're talking about vision. Vision is not standing in front of your family and just telling them, this is what we're going to do once. It's actually not even doing that. It's Mm -hmm. it's what is it? What is the habit in your household that leads to regular vision, regular time with God? I mean, I remember growing up, it wasn't that I was thrilled about it, but we had morning devotions Mm -hmm. at 6am and it was just something that we did, but it was also every single day. It's we love God. This is what's going to happen This is something that we're learning. And it's just Mm -hmm. that little bit of that habit. You know, a lot of people we had, we had, dinner around the table. I would say we had dinner around the table until me and my sister got in sports big time. That was a normal thing. Yeah, right. And it it's not that it was profound conversation all the time, mm-hmm. but yeah. that's where vision and you're encouraging and you're walking through it. Like when are you, and even, even if you're, you don't have kids yet, when are you and your spouse actually talking about life, talking about the Bible, all those things? Like what is the habit that leads to it? And it's not like, golly, we're sitting down every night for three hours and, you know, walking through Leviticus. Like that's right. not, that sounds awful, but, uh, fun. Yeah. But, but what is it that's doing that? Yeah. Because if, if the vision's not in front of you, it's very easy for either of you to lose sight of what, what yeah. you're going after. Yeah. I mean, you, we see it all the time. I mean, if you're, if you're in ministry or even out of ministry. Mm-hmm. And so it's so easy to do that. So you got to keep it in front of you.
4: Yeah. you know, it's not only keeping it in front of you, you know, you, you remind me of when we were raising our kids. I can remember, um, People falling asleep. I won't call out any names, mm-hmm. but, you know, I'm doing devotional and they're like, <laughs> no. <laughs> well, no one told me that, you know, I shouldn't be reading through Leviticus with my kids. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, I mean, mm-hmm. I was just trying to do what I thought men were supposed to do. Yeah. Yeah. And so just, I mean, I'm, I'm being funny, but at the same time, I think as men, times at times we try things mm-hmm. and we're like, that didn't work. I ain't doing that no more. It's like, no, figure out something else to do. Right. Yeah. No, figure out how to make it shorter. You know, you might yeah. try some habits in your house and you're like, oh man, that that's just not working for us. Okay, mm-hmm. let's talk about what would work. Yeah. Yeah. You know what I mean? So I think that's extremely important. We're talking a lot about marriage here, but I do think that I mean the household is what's building this future of yeah. of of leaders, of Christ, right. followers. Mm-hmm. And that's what the household is for. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And um, you know, one of the things you said just a minute ago, Daryl, about Habakkuk, is write the vision and make it plain. The rest of that verse says so that they might run with, those who read it might run. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And we got a lot of people that are like stuck in life. They're not running anywhere yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. because they don't know their purpose. They don't know the yeah. vision for their life. They don't know where they're going. So they're like, okay, what am I supposed to do? And I think yeah. this message this past weekend really yeah. leans into you know, those four C's again, the things that we need to apply to our life in order to get going again. Right. Yeah. And I yeah. think
2: the, what I'm seeing here, one, you were just talking about consistency, right? No matter what mm-hmm. the habit is or what you and your wife are doing or what your mm-hmm. kids and your family are counting on is one for you to be consistent.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: And what I also heard you guys say is that all four of those points that Hal talked about a way that you can take, get yourself out of the rut and take your family to the next level. That's take right. your, your, mm-hmm. if you're single, take yourself to yeah. the next level. Or if there's been some damage and there needs to be healing, yeah. all four can do the same thing, yeah, right? right? With God and with the Holy Spirit, He can right. heal and restore anything, mm-hmm. but the, the, the train's got to be in motion. Yeah, right. Right. You have to get off your butt and start doing some of That's these right, four absolutely. things, male, female, regardless. I mean, yep. I took so much away from this message and I, so did my husband, but regardless you have to move forward Mm
3: -hmm.
2: and we got so many you know so much great feedback on the message and and a lot of questions so I want to ask you guys one of the ones that came about contentment and I think we we covered a lot on on consistency and contentment Mm and one of the things that you had said how was will I live the life God has called me to live even if it's not the life that I wanted Mm. like that holy contentment will you do that so can you guys chat about how do you know which life God's called you to. Yeah. yeah. And, and sometimes people feel I have the desire in my heart for something.
0: Yeah.
2: God gives us the desires of our heart. Mm-hmm. Or is there a life that he's calling me yeah. to? Yeah.
0: They, they, we love to read that verse and go, God's just going to give me what I want. Right. Like all the uh, preachers New car. tell you. Yeah. God will give you everything you want if you follow after. I like to use that verse. Not understanding mm. that He gives you the desires of your heart when your heart is in sync with right. God. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. When He's your is. heart's desire. Right. Yes. When He is your heart's <laughs> desire. Yeah. That's
1: that's when it happens. But God, God it is. is not just Santa Claus. Yeah. 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 Mm.
0: It's 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 fun to just kind of talk about that because it is. It's it. I think sometimes we can get confused on what is God calling me to do and what is it that I just naturally want to do. Mm-hmm. And I do, I think that's where you got, you got to look at a couple different places. One is what God is calling you to do biblical mm-hmm. yeah. uh, because I mean, we've, we've probably all had the conversation. I've, I've had a guy go, well, I just, I, I believe literally said, I believe God thinks it's okay for me to cheat on my wife. I'm like, no, you don't need to pray about that. That's not what God told me. No, He didn't. Well, no, He didn't. <laughs> That's no. not true. Uh, is it biblical? Um, do you have other people in your life that are following after God that are uh, affirming that? Um, and and really, I mean, sometimes though, I'll just say this: God rarely. I am. Well, I am so jealous of people who get five year plans from God. Mm. Like, rarely does that happen. Like, I've heard people yeah. say, "I got this from God. I knew this. Way. I'm like, "That's mm-hmm. amazing. I've yeah. I've gotten. Like a week, maybe (laughs) like like I've gotten a little bit of time. And so it's not as much like God gives you the end vision because God never gave me the end vision of where I'd be right now. Mm. Never gave me that. In fact, what happened every time was I told God this is what I want to do and he changed it. Like, I, I mean, I thought mm-hmm. I was going to be in youth ministry my entire life. I thought I was going to be leading a different church with my dad, all that kind of stuff. I thought I was going to be in young mini, mm-hmm. young adults ministry the rest of my life. Mm-hmm. No, uh, this is the way that it happened. And so it, it's really that understanding of, like, you need godly counsel. You need to be spending time with God. Does it line up with God's word? Um, and, and does it is it pushing towards a, a godly objective? And I'll say this just on top of it. Not every job you have is God saying, like, you need to have a job that's... It, like you got to be a pastor, you got to be whatever it is. Mm-hmm. I think a lot of times our jobs mm-hmm. are one, they're, they're places where we get to share about God, yep. mm-hmm. but two, they are a means to an end. We have the ability to make money so that we can do what God's called us to do so we can lead our families. all right. Those things. Right. And so yeah. we, we can't make it over spiritual. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, but at the same time, a lot of times God just wants us to move and then he'll also kind of correct us and help us as we get going. For yeah. sure. But yeah.
1: Yeah. I, I would add to that. Um, even when talking about career and job, your job is not always your purpose, right. but your purpose can be at your job. Yep. So it's, it's, you have to be able to understand the difference between that. Like Paul was also a tent maker, mm-hmm. not his purpose, mm-hmm.
0: but his job, job. the guy that wrote over half the New Testament. Yeah. Right.
1: Mm-hmm. He, 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 when he wasn't receiving missionary help and funds from other people, he had to go, had to go grind and make some money and so sometimes we can get caught up and go oh my job is not my calling that doesn't mean you're supposed to quit right that that job is paying your bills (laughs) like Mm -hmm. you do have that skill set for a reason you did learn those skills but that doesn't mean that god still isn't using you for your purpose Mm -hmm. and so and and i think for me um while purpose can come to people at different ways i believe and this is just me i believe Mm -hmm. god is always very clear about what it is you're supposed to do. He doesn't give you all of the details. Mm-hmm. Like if he may give he may not like in Hal's case, he may not give you anything past the week. Right. But you know. Mm-hmm. Our struggle is we put stuff in between us and what God says. Mm-hmm. Yes. We'll put, well, what about my family? What about what I want to do? Mm-hmm. What about what I'm good at? What mm-hmm. about what my friend told me? We put these things in between what God has said. Mm-hmm. And it's like, hey, no, God's word is first. Then take what God's word He's actually said to you, then man, does that match up with scripture? Then do I have people who are affirming what I know God has laid in my yeah. spirit. And for me, I always go back to Genesis and go, uh, Adam, God creates Adam and Adam is clearly intelligent. Adam, mm-hmm. Adam clearly has wisdom. He has the responsibility of not only taking care of a garden. That means he, mm-hmm. he's a horticulturalist. Mm-hmm. So that means he can take care of many plants mm-hmm. and he's naming all the animals. Without a computer, mm-hmm. no laptop, no Google. <laughs> it is his responsibility to give them all names. That means mm-hmm. you have to have a vast mind and never does God ever say, Adam, what do you want to do? He gives Adam mm-hmm. responsibility. Yeah. That's, good. That's good. And and the reason that it's easy for Adam to accept it because Adam has, has free will. Yeah. Mm-hmm. He could do what he wants to do. Mm-hmm. It's easy for Adam to accept it because Adam spends time with God. Mm-hmm. Right? The Bible tells us that he in the cool of the day God walked mm-hmm. with Adam and Eve. And so the same thing happens for us is are you willing to yeah. sp- actually spend time with God or you need to dis- because we live in this microwave society. Mm-hmm. You you want you want God to make a decision right. Come on God, tell me now. Mm-hmm. I need I need to know right now. 5
2: yeah, year plan, 10 year plan. Tell me everything
1: right now and right. I need to know by Tuesday. Mm -hmm. And the guy's like, how about you just start by spending time with me yeah? and then let me talk to you without Mm -hmm. all the other stuff in play, without, Mm -hmm. without the dreams you've had since you was a little kid, Mm -hmm. a little boy, a little girl, just let's just talk. Mm -hmm. And a lot can be revealed definitely in my life. I've known what God has wanted me to do since I was nine years old. It came to me very clearly. Mm -hmm. Now I haven't always walked out that path the right way. A man, I knew. Mm-hmm. And so, and I'm living in what I knew, but I uh, just like everybody else, I put a whole lot of stuff in between mm-hmm. and, and I've reinterpreted. <laughs> I've had times in my life where I've reinterpreted what God wanted me mm-hmm. to do. Oh, I want you to, God, God, I want you to preacher. Well, every preacher is different. Mm-hmm. And so maybe when he said preacher, he meant you, I want you to be an actor.
3: Because <laughs> that's preaching too, right? Close. Right. I'm,
1: you know, it's yeah. like it's like we'll take it and real we'll reinterpret it to fit our need sure. and what we want, our, our personal goals, because I like doing stuff. Yep. And so I, I would tell anybody, man, if you are really serious about understanding what your purpose is, ask God mm-hmm. and then wait for the answer. Yeah. Wait for him to tell you, and then confirm that with the people that are around you. Cause usually mm-hmm. when you say, mm-hmm. when you've really waited on God and you go to your friend or someone spiritual mentor in your life and you go, Hey, I've been thinking this and they're like, yeah, mm-hmm. ab- absolutely. And oftentimes right. there's already been that person in your life. That's been affirming what your identity is and what that purpose is. And we just haven't followed it or haven't done it. Mm-hmm. And so, and I thank God I've had people in my life, even my wife, even just recently my wife said to me, hey, uh, the book, that book on that topic, that needs to happen now. And I knew it. And yeah. I've had other people tell me. "Come on!" But man. thank God for a wife who is also. And I I—and I was like, God, I just need. E- even though I already knew. Mm-hmm. I was still sitting there like, God, I just need one more. Yeah. You just help me confirm this mm-hmm. one more time. And without being prompted, my wife was like, uh, excuse me you know, you're supposed to do this. Uh, Yes, I know. And so you need those people in your life. Uh, You need community. You cannot do it by yourself. And so, yeah.
2: yeah. And I think people are going to feel great when they realize, oh my gosh, Pastor Daryl does that too. The pastors do that too. Mm -hmm. Because I think, you know, just as, as someone who doesn't work in ministry, you're like, man, I'm going to ask God for a sign, but Oh, the pastor probably wouldn't do that. I should probably just, you know, trust mm-hmm. my gut. You know, mm-hmm. it's good and, to, and it's to not get that reality
0: that you're chasing a sign or something like that. You're really just asking for confirmation. Yeah. A yeah. lot of times you already. And I will say this. It, like I said, I, I, I've I never gotten the, the full thing. I knew that I was supposed to teach. Mm-hmm. Um, what's interesting is there was times <laughs> in my life where people disagreed with that. Right. And I'll just be honest, like even my my, my, my dad kind of, I think, wanted me to follow more in his footsteps. He's a lot more leadership oriented. He goes, I just not, I don't think it's there. I said, OK. Um, mm. And then even even in grace uh, seven, eight years ago, I was told, hey, we're not seeing you as a main stage person. I was like, mm. OK, that's kind of what it is. Um, so even if you feel like God's calling you into something, uh, please don't assume that's going to happen on, the next bro. day. Right? Uh, because I'll say this, the the <laughs> the growth and what we walk through, God uses it. Yes. And it wasn't that I didn't have a talent; right. I just wasn't ready.
3: Mm-hmm. Right, yeah.
0: and it, right. And and I had been teaching a lot, like on many different stages. Mm-hmm. But God's like, no, no, I need to. I need you to walk through some stuff first. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And so I, I think a lot of times we can get very frustrated. Um, there's still the aspect of God's timing, which is not always yeah. fun. Right. Yeah. It yeah. makes yeah. sense afterwards, but right? yeah. then, yeah. then you're like, God, what are you talking about? I'm I'm amazing. We should do this. <laughs> <laughs> we should do it now. Yeah, yeah. I Remember, they, totally. David gets anointed to be king man don't start
1: yeah you, you, I'm but over he here like he wasn't ready to be no. king right and so yeah. so can you imagine a 12 year old boy 13 year old boy right. and someone coming to a house and be like hey you're the next king but not yet
4: Dude,
0: my brothers were never at the end of it <laughs> Bro. Right. what's that it's R- it's your highness yeah, yeah. <laughs> 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 address me as a
1: royalty <laughs> My lord.
4: Address as me as my lord. For the
2: king for yeah. dinner, I mean, every night, mom. There is
4: so much in what you guys just shared. Like I'm I'm over here like wiggling, man. Because <laughs> you know, as a person who my wife hates when I say this, I have more of my life behind me than I have ahead of me, if I'm honest, right? I've 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 crossed the half century mark. All my kids are older now. And I look back at some of the decisions I made and how God like I never knew that I would be a campus pastor. Or, I didn't, when I was following what I thought God was leading me to, there was no campus pastor. There was no such thing yeah. as a yeah. campus pastor. I thought I'd carry a Bible and a briefcase and preach a trial sermon. You and I had this mm-hmm. conversation this morning. I mean, yeah. literally this morning and, and unpacking what your purpose is. Like, why did God create me? Like, why, why did I go through? Like, why does this fatherless thing really like, you know, stir my heart? And why do I have a passion for men who are, you know, who are stuck in life? And so, Everyone may not have that passion or that purpose to to help people win in life. And so I, I do believe we have to look at the mirror, look at God's word, look in the mirror of his word and say, all right, God, what have you placed in me? Because what he placed in Peter, he didn't place in Paul. No. Yeah. And what he placed in John, he didn't place in James. And what do you, know what I mean? Like we can mm-hmm. just go, God is literally writing his story in every single one of our lives. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And when I got that revelation, that God, I'm totally different. I'm wired different. I, mm-hmm. I You know, you you see me as valuable in your sight, and you have something that you call Ralph uniquely to. Then my wife, who is my bride. I mean, like, bro, if you have a wife, like, and when a man finds a wife, he finds a good thing, and it obtains favor from it. She's literally my favor. She can speak into me in such a way that no one else can, yeah. because she knows me intimately. Mm-hmm. You get what I'm saying? She yeah. knows what makes me. So when you say that about the book and all of the different things. But I think back to when we talk about contentment Um, in in, uh, Matthew 26, there's this moment in the gospels where Jesus is being betrayed. Like literally, you know, we look at, uh, you know, what happened with Judas. And I I, I was reading that one day and it leaped off the pages to me, this woman with the alabaster box. And she's like anointing Jesus for Mm -hmm. his death. You remember that story? And it's interesting to me. They all get upset. Mm -hmm. Everybody's like, all right. What's going on with this lady This nameless woman Mm -hmm. at this house. Mm -hmm. And Jesus makes this statement. He says, look, what this woman did will be talked about wherever this gospel is preached. Mm -hmm. And I put myself in the shoes of the disciples. And I'm like, dude, we've been following you for three years. We're following you to your death. Literally, we don't even understand what all that means. And you don't let this woman show up who no one knows. And all of a sudden she gets the glory. And the very next yeah. verse says, then Judas went and betrayed him. And I think when we lack contentment, mm-hmm. what happens is we walk away from the very thing that God has called us to and a purpose for our mm-hmm. life. It was not his purpose to betray Jesus. Yeah, it happened. God knew it was going to happen, all that, all that, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. But he didn't, he wasn't born for that he made a choice right. right and I think many times we make a choice to walk away from the thing because we we feel like it didn't pan out the way that we thought it would and we walk away from the, the opportunity to take courage in that moment to trust in that moment to trust the process you know, people hate to hear that you gotta trust the process bro like mm-hmm. you may not be where you want to be right now but what are you learning where you are be where your feet are you get what I'm saying? And so I think contentment is a very strong thing. You know what yeah. I mean? And, and that in a, in this society where everyone says we need to be goal oriented and we need to be rich and we need to have a lot of money and you sure. can make this in a day or two. It's it's hard to be content mm-hmm. because society is telling us, no, oh, man, you can have more. Yeah, You don't have to be where you are. Yeah. God has more for you. Well, when we read the scriptures, we realize and we can align our lives with what God really has for how yep. for Daryl, for Ralph. Right. From Melissa.
2: No. Yep, and I think that's incredible, and I'm so grateful for all of the men in this church that teach on these things and and live these ways. And while we're talking about Pastor Craig, while well, he's not here, I hope this is okay to share really quick. But just on the consistency and the time that these men in this church have have put in, I was kind of new to Tampa, and I was driving down a road, and I pull into a dry cleaners, and the dry cleaners had a sign like, "We run on dollar ninety nine dry cleaning in Jesus." And I pulled in and I took a picture of the Mm -hmm. sign and a woman comes running out. And she says, I'm sorry, miss. We're closed. We're closed. Are you picking something up? I can get it for you. I said, no, no, honestly, I work at a church. I just wanted to take a picture of your sign. And she goes, what church? And I said, Grace Family Church. And she said, she said, 28 years ago, Mm. Pastor Craig baptized me. Wow. She said, and the next year I went to prison for five years and I had so much peace. And I had Jesus with Come me that whole now. time and she got out and she went into ministry and she lived her whole life. And I think about what the men in the church have been doing for so many years, so consistent. And I'm so grateful for it. So yeah, thought Come I would man. share any final words on the first official episode of the pastor's hangover. Everyone's still in sound minds. So
0: drunk off the Holy Spirit.
2: That's drunk. Oh,
0: man. <laughs> Which, uh,
2: it's a real thing. Every,
0: every one of my oh, Really? Yeah. Is it? Drunk off the Holy Spirit? Well, so, no, <laughs> I wasn't going to say all that. All right. All right. We <laughs> will see you guys next week
2: to find out if it's a real thing. <laughs>